Welcome to another episode of Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker with Compass. My name is Carla Mina. And again and again, thank you so much for hanging out with us every other Thursday. But it seems like last week we were just here. So we kind of skip a couple of weeks. And so that is the new and also Market Overdrive. Uh, today we have a great show for you. We have an amazing, wonderful girl who's going to tell us how to turn something into a gem or find a gem. Stay tuned to find out more. And also, we're going to have someone on here that's going to talk about how to think bigger. So grow your business and be strategic about it. But before I move on to um, to our show, let's go into my co-host. I can't speak today. Like, what's wrong with me? How are you, Joel? Things are good, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. It's all about uh, elevating your real estate IQ. So it's 2019. It's the Mod Squad. And we've been doing it. We're teaching you. We're giving you real strategies, whether you're buying a property or selling, how you can go out in the market right now and actually take advantage. So one of the things that I want to share with the people that are listening, and I did a post about this, okay? Close. When do most people close? They close at the end of the month. Oh, you're going back to that. And they close on a Friday, (laughs) right? Stop closing on Fridays, guys. I've always been doing that on my contract. Right? The the end of the month is that Friday. So like my brain just strategically just always goes there. So whether you're an agent or you're a buyer that's talking to your agent, guys, remember there are other days. There are Tuesdays, (laughs) Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And if you go into a title company on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or a Thursday, you're out in an hour. You You get the royal treatment? Well, you're in and out. Okay. If you go in on a Friday, even if you have a great lender like Tammy or myself, you are going to be there a lot longer because other people aren't as good as the people that are uh, there with you. It's just the facts. You heard it a market overdrive and I'm going to hold him to this. He's saying basically change your closing dates to a mid uh, during the week uh, kind of day. And then he's also going to give you a Tiffany gift back. Whoa. <laughs> yes, that's right, guys. I, see I keep watching those bags. I'm wondering where they're coming from. I mean, he's like Santa Claus every time. How are you, Tammy? Oh, I'm doing so well. Glad to be back here. Market Overdrive. This You're glowing. Thursday. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Thanks, Carla. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I love that. Hashtag midweek closing, yeah. Joel. Let's, uh, let's start a movement. You've seen it, right? That's oh, yeah. truly the case. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Lender love. Uh, no, I'm outnumbered. I, I, I totally agree because a lot of times things will all get piled up at, at one time which is typically like he said at the end of the month on a friday and then what that does is it it's just like going out to eat on valentine's day you actually get worse (laughs) service than any other time of the year so i absolutely agree i'm on board with hashtag midweek closing um i also wanted to add today that rates uh the past couple days word on the street is all about volatility rate volatility right now nobody really knows what to expect and i think that if we take a close look at that we can assess that the best move would be to seize the day if you have a rate that you like and it's on the table take it we don't know what's going to happen next volatility that's a word that i can't really pronounce did i say it right you did it just right okay yeah. perfect and so i'm gonna try take an attempt at saying this last name because like volatility um again you know english is my second language and i keep joking about this but seriously i cannot pronounce it so it's nikki she's got your back ben haverker ben haverker so <laughs> ben haverker Beck. Oh, come on, help me out. So we're talking about finding <laughs> gems in the real estate market right now coming up. And this is why I'm so excited to have my guest on today. It's Nikki Van Haverbeck from Compass. Show off. Oh, hey, my gosh. in the family. English Compass. is my third language. Uh, <laughs> tell us who you are, where you're uh, working, and just a little background on what you're doing, please. Sure. Um, first of all, thank you all for having me here. I've really enjoyed your show for a long time. So it's such an honor to be here. Um, I got into real estate back in 2014. I did a career transition from consulting. Primarily, my business is focusing on 
first-time homebuyers and then folks that are looking to kind of put their stamp on a property, somebody that's looking to renovate or really make it their own. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. I've been helping a lot of people do that this year. We can find that now, right? If it's the spring market and there's a lot of competition, there's something that's going to be changing coming up, right? There is. This is your time to get into the market, find those gems, and we'll talk about how to do that. That's awesome. I love it because really, so we're exiting spring market, as you're saying, or summer market at this point. We're going into fourth quarter. And some of the things that happen in the market is that we lose inventory, right? And so there's a lack of inventory. So you're basically saying, hey, don't ignore that one property that's on the market. There's ways to make it be a gem. There is. Yeah. And I'm also saying, you know, work one, work with somebody that knows how to find properties that might be off market, right? I'm already having conversations with sellers that are, hey, do we list now in the fall or see what we we have or do we wait until the spring? Um, so you should be working with somebody that is you know, that has the availability, that's talking to their colleagues, that's looking at off-market um, resources so you can maybe find those gems. But also don't discount some of the things that have maybe sat on the market over the spring, over the summer that are still on the market now. There's there's ways to make it your own and there's ways to find find those properties out there. And when you say make it your own, what do you mean by that? So, you know, I'm a big, hey, let's look at the condition and maybe we're renovating. Maybe we're doing some cosmetic changes. And if you're actually looking to list in the fall, that's one way that sellers can really make their property stand out as well. So you can do some of these cosmetic changes. We all know about paint. We all know about refinishing floors. Um, some of the other things switch out the lights, do some doorknobs, things like that to make it really pop. Those are things that sellers should be doing now. But those are things on the buy side. If you can go into a property that maybe the photos don't look so great online, you know, don't discount a property. We all know sometimes you see photos that look spectacular. You walk in the door and you're like, oh, what? Well, <laughs> what is this? False advertising, right, false right? Advertising. The reverse is true as well. Don't just discount a property because the photos might not look great. It's like what, going on that blind date, right? right? Yeah, what <laughs> is expectation, <laughs> right? What you might be seeing is just like bad furniture or bad lighting or a bad camera angle, and maybe that's why that property has sat on the market. So don't discount things. Like if it has all of the other right bells and whistles, it's got a great location. Um, maybe the prices come down a little bit. You've seen some adjustments. You know, maybe there really is a hidden gem there. That's great. I want to go back to what you said because it was uh, good advice and it's twofold. I think you, you're you basically advising sellers uh, to go ahead and repair, make some repairs or not even repairs, but you just update. And mostly because some of the buyers don't have the budget to do that after closing. Everyone's saving just that three and a half or five percent yep. to put down and, you know, the cost for the closing costs. And so they may not be able to uh, be able to paint those cabinets or be able to do the floors and rip off that carpet. And so if you're able to do that, um, then that's that's great advice. And Nikki, can you expand on the Compass uh, Concierge? Sure. So Compass has a program where we can actually assist sellers with doing some of this pre-marketing work. We can help you bring in painters. We can help you bring in uh, stagers, bring in furniture, bring in accessories to really make your property pop. And there isn't um, an additional charge for clients from that. That comes off of your proceeds at, at the end of the transaction. So there's really no upfront expense for a for a seller. So this is huge, you guys. It's an industry first, right? It is. 
real estate company that's willing to absorb the initial cost of staging, uh, sprucing up your property, painting because maybe you don't have money to do it, and you'll use it. You'll you'll you want to pay from the proceeds of your sale. You don't have to put any initial investment to get the property ready, and it's going to seriously sell fast. Statistically, and I can speak and I can say that word. Um, so properties sell faster when they're staged, when they're painted, like you said. Even the closets need to be maintained or updated. So this is a great, great piece or tool that we have. Yeah, and that's a, a prime concern when you're selling in the fall market is market time, right? When you stage a property, when you prepare the property the right way. I mean, I give my poor clients, I give them a four page list of, Hey, let's get ready. Here's things to do. So you couple that with a service that comes in and really helps you make the property pop. When you have such a short time, especially in Chicago for the fall market, you really want to optimize that time and put your best foot forward when you're selling. Exactly. And Nikki, that's a sign of a great, uh, great realtor, right? Because if you're literally putting all that time in the front end and you don't have to worry about it once a property goes live and goes on the market because you know it's going to sell because we know what buyers are looking for. We want, they want this instant gratification. They don't want to do the work. And so you're giving them great advice and you're taking away all the, you know, all, all, all the headaches from afterwards when someone comes and sees and says, Oh, you know, I don't like the carpet or, you know, I don't like the cabinets because they're dated. You're basically doing all the work up front and you're guiding your clients with the manual to show them what they should do. Um, on the back end, when you talked about like align yourself with the realtor, I love that you said you have to work with the realtor that knows what's going on in the market because everybody says, well, I'm going to go on Zillow and I'm going to look for these properties. <laughs> right, Joel? I mean, you love Zillow. Well, I like it, but there's <laughs> definitely a difference when you're actually working with a professional that knows what they're doing. And Nikki's being modest, but she, I've worked with her firsthand and how she can actually help a buyer not just dive in and buy a place because you're commission hungry. You actually take the time and make sure that the property's right for them. And right now there's an opportunity. There's so many properties that used to be on the market, for example, in the spring where they maybe got somebody that's not as good as Nikki. And they said, well, I could sell your place for this. And now it's set 30, 60, 90 days. And they've already bought another place. And now they're carrying two mortgages. And now's the time. If we don't take a price reduction and get a buyer in now, I might not be selling this until next year. Absolutely. So now that's the opportunity that we have, guys. If you're out there and you don't need to move, but you can put a few sticks in the fire and see what offers get accepted, this is the opportunity opportunity to find a gem, right? Absolutely. Okay. Or create a gem. Or create a gem. <laughs> that's that's what I love doing is that that renovation piece, right? Um, but when you're, you know, looking to find those gems, you want to be looking at, you know, potentially pocket listings, mm-hmm. right? Somebody's holding that that listing that maybe they're taking it off the market because they haven't had such a great summer and they're maybe potentially going to list in the spring. So you want to be sourcing those opportunities as well. Um, and then creating the gem for yourself, right? If you have that vision, you can do it cosmetically. You can also do it um, with a renovation, right? So Mm -hmm. coupling, it's not just one of these things that you want to be looking at all of them um, when you're really analyzing properties and you're looking. I love that you say that because it's not just a one-pronged approach, right? There's no such thing. You actually have to take the time and figure out what property is going to be in your best interest for the long haul. That's how you make money in real estate. It's not wondering, uh, 
50 different things. It's buying it correctly. And in this market right now, there is an opportunity for you to buy something that's less than the actual price simply because there are a lot less buyers. Who wants to move in November December, January, not in Chicago, right? <laughs> so if you're going to be a buyer out there, you're pretty serious. And so you should be able to get a discount to listing price uh, as the fall and even winter months come along. What do you tell a buyer that right now is getting ready to go out and start looking at uh, properties? What's coming up? Well, buyers right now are being much more conscientious, right? Uh, good properties, they're they're still going quickly, but a buyer's being conscientious. They have a little bit more time to maybe come and see the property a few times. They have a little bit more negotiating room because we do know that that fall market is a lot shorter here in Chicago. Um, and when I talk to a buyer, we look at a couple different factors, right? We we look at location. We look mm-hmm. at how long they're going to be in this property. We look at what the inventory is now and possibly what the future inventory is going um, into the spring as well. So we still have time um, in the fall market and in the, the winter market. Um, but that's what we're, you know, we're advising them to to start and be conscientious in their choice and really look at the data um, that's behind some of the the price drops, what's coming on the market um, as well. So like you said, we take everything into consideration. And off air, you were talking about, you know, you know exactly uh, some properties that you're advising your clients to bring back in the spring market of next year. And so you hold those as your pocket listings, your own personal inventory. But then you also know that we're all doing the same as uh, real estate experts. And so you created this network where you're in touch with other uh, other agents and you share this information. And that's why you're you're completely ahead of the game. And that's why you're saying people should really align themselves with the realtor that has a pulse. Uh, yes, I, I really believe that. I, you know, I'm already talking to clients and we're evaluating, do we list now? What's going on in their life, right? Um, as far as when they need to move, do we list now? Do we wait to the spring? Um, so you really want to align yourself with somebody that has a network that is talking to colleagues and can say, hey, this is what I've got coming up. What do you have coming up? Oh, I have a I have a buyer that's looking for this type of property. And and you may find a match. And that is a way to find something, you know, potentially really special off market before it even is available. I love it. Great advice. I mean, it's seriously, it gets really scary for people. But remember, um, last week's show, we did talk about um, fourth quarter shopping, which means that you're going to be competing with some cash buyers who are going to come in solid offers, 15 day close. And, yep. you know, how do you compete with that? I mean, they're basically the hottest, you know, property or competition there because you can't compete with cash, right? You still have to go through the trenches of getting a loan and maybe your loan doesn't go through. And so a lot of sellers don't like that. So how do you become, how are you an aggressive shopper and take advantage of like what you said, uh, Joel, uh, some cool deals and make those cool deals. Look at some properties that sit on the market a little bit longer and then just, you know, understand that a property, as long as you like the the structure, the floor plan, everything else can, can be fixed, right? Yeah, you want to you want to be savvy about it. Um, you know, really focus on the things that you can't change about a property and focus on your absolute must have list, right? Do I uh, what amenities do you need? A lot of things about a property you can change, you can change with a renovation or a remodel or something cosmetically, but focus on what you can't change, right? And evaluate properties from that perspective. 
I like that you're talking about this because it really ties back to what we discussed last week on the show, which was this transition market. Okay. So we talked last week about a transition market into the fall. And now you're really saying how we can go out there and find those gems. So if you want to go back, all of our shows are cataloged. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We are the Mod Squad and it is Market Overdrive. And we're here to elevate your real estate IQ. I love it. He's almost like a commercial, right? We should pay him to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Nikki, where can we get a hold of you? Sure. You can look me up um, on Compass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also look me up at NV because my last name is so difficult. Mm-hmm. NVChicago.com cool. or just give me a shout. 312-608-1254. Yay. Okay. So Van Havervik. Van Haverbeck. Van Haverbeck. Okay. Like we're going to have her back. Oh, we're going to get her back. <laughs> I love it. See, we just gave you a new tagline. Uh, hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Have love back. And of course, you're you're on social media as well. Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff. Great. And now we get to have coffee at the office. See, mm-hmm. expanding my network here at the on the show. So thank you, Joel, for bringing her on. And it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. Of course. I mean, lots of good stuff, right, Tammy? Oh, all day long. It's, uh, it's great because, um, you know, every week we try to change the information and, and get more topics and, and just kind of elevate people, like you said, elevate our consumers real estate IQ, but it just gets really complicated because people want to buy. And then we had that shift in the market with interest rates. And then all of a sudden it's still a little slow. Um, I'm starting to see our property sitting on the market a bit longer. And so I'm being a little bit more candid with our showings and saying our sellers are motivated because we're entering that period of like, uh oh, what's going to happen? Well, what I really liked here is that we actually educated the people people that were uh, tuning in today, because I think we as professionals understand the market. We're there, but I think a lot of people on the sidelines might still be scared and they just don't know what they don't know. So if you can actually tune in and learn, you could realize that one, rates are down. B, there are things that are uh, changing in the market. And C, you see how I did that? One, B, and C, (laughs) it's kind of a joke. But these are the things. There are things that are happening in the industry that if you don't know, you might miss out. It's true. And uh, Tammy, I'm sorry, I'm like falling off this chair right now. <laughs> Get your um, so Tammy today has brought in a guest that's going to speak a little bit more about her personal business. Um, because as you know, Tammy relocated here from Atlanta. Uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, this is so my girl. Similar. Kind of, kind of like yeah, Atlanta. Supposed to know this. <laughs> She's relocated, so I love to just give a view or just like a window to the world of what we do. I mean, we're we're business owners, we're entrepreneurs. Um, I know you, uh, Joel. You said that I always have an event here. I'm always networking. Um, I'm that girl who needs to like pick up every rock and go underneath and look underneath that rock and said, "Hi, would you work with me? Can you can I help you buy or sell?" So as a business entrepreneur, we hit so many walls. Um, we go through so many ups and downs, but your guest today is going to actually, you know, educate us on how to stay strong and build a good business. Yes. Can I introduce him now? Yes, please. Go ahead. <laughs> so you guys, uh, it's actually like a little a little spiel of an introduction. So I have to like warm up and get ready to say it. But uh, this is someone who has been featured on Entrepreneur Magazine, seen on Fox, ABC, NBC, and CBS. His work is uh, far and wide across all of those channels and stations. Um, best-selling author and business strategist and coach, Scott Hansen. Hi, Tammy. How are you? I am well. I'm so good, glad good, you're here good, today. Good. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks. 
Um, so we want to talk about, like Carla just uh, alluded to, um, a little bit about the entrepreneur. You know, we're in real estate, mortgage, working these businesses. Even if we are associated with a company, um, we really are running our own business. Mm-hmm. And I uh, do some coaching work as well. It's how we met in, right. in one of our groups. Right. Um, I know the value of coaching, so I really am excited for the listeners today to hear about <clears throat> some things that they can use to elevate their own uh, business, or even if they're thinking about starting a business. Um, so tell me first, business strategy isn't like something you wake up when you're maybe two or three or four or five years old and say, I'm going to be a business strategist when I grow up. So how <laughs> how exactly did you get into this line Yeah, of that certainly didn't happen for me either. So we're on the same boat uh, with that. Yeah, I, I had a corporate job for about 19 years and uh, had had some success for sure in that arena. But um, there was always what I call the nudge, and I was being nudged for years and something that I wanted to do, something different, something bigger. I wanted to play a bigger game. I wanted to impact. I wanted to impact more people, and I just didn't know what that nudge was. I'm sure some of your some of the listeners here can and, and viewers can appreciate. I want to find my passion or find my purpose. And that's what I was searching for for a long time, even though I had this corporate job. And I found that through, you know, a lot of personal development, going to a lot of conferences and meeting different people. And I started to realize that you can make a living as someone that is a business strategist, as a business coach. So I got certified, um, went down the path that most people go down. And several years later and working with business owners from all different types of industries, Later And like you mentioned, um, doing some of the other things that I mentioned, um, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to find that passion or purpose that you were called to do. Because the old saying is, once you find that, it doesn't even feel like work. Right. The do, so. do the thing that you love and you never have to work a day in your life, right? Yeah. That's what well, I, I would, I, the only thing about that is <laughs> we I don't would call put, this work. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I mean, I would agree that it's, it's once you find that thing, it's just, it, it flows. I've never worked harder than I do now, but it's something that I really enjoy and I sink my teeth into, whereas before I was just kind of checking the box. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went a long time without um, having a coach and without knowing that some of the things that I was doing were naturally coaching, right? Right, right, You don't realize if you maybe have that skill set. And then if you are good at it, you might think, well, then maybe I don't need a coach. Mm. Um, I had an incredible awakening where I realized I was hitting a ceiling in my business over and over and over again because I could only um, service so many clients. I could only talk to a certain number of people a week. And I needed um, to be able to do something next level to be able to break the ceiling and grow my mm-hmm. business. Um, what I have learned after getting my own business coach mm-hmm. is uh, there are two things you should always spend your money on, marketing and coaching. Now, strategic on the marketing, right? You can't just throw marketing dollars at anything. Right. But I think to have a, a business coach is absolutely important imperative. Um, and the passion and purpose that you talked about, I mean, that, that really rings a bell with me. Mm-hmm. So tell me, um, what is one thing when you're coaching people that you see time and again, whether you're like in that interview stage where somebody's maybe going to work with mm-hmm. you or whether you've just taken them on that you see over and over again, that's like a pattern with people. I think that, yeah, good question. I think that what I see intertwined across every platform with all entrepreneurs and business owners is they try to do too much and they think that busy equals productive. So they take on more stuff and they feel that if I work harder and if I actually say yes more, that it's it's actually going to help me grow revenues and it can for the short term. The problem is it's called burnout. Right. So that passion thing, that purpose thing you talked to earlier about, 
will fade pretty quickly if you're trying to do everything. So whether it's a real estate broker, whether it's a mortgage broker business, whether it's a plumber, it doesn't matter. You most likely get into that line of work because you're good at it. But in order to really scale, you have to think differently about your business. So I always use the analogy of, you know, if you're an owner of a $20 million fill in the blank business, would you be doing some of the things that you're doing or would you most likely delegate? And the answer is we have to free up the business owner, the rainmaker to, to focus on the, the one or two, three things that he or she does better than anybody else on the planet. And that's what you need to focus on. The other stuff, the posting of the social medias and some of the stuff that takes up a lot of your time, ultimately, is that helping you drive revenue? And if the answer is no, then you should think about delegating. Great advice. And I think it's really timely, Scott, because I see a lot of industry uh, or new agents coming into our business and getting their license to be, be realtors. And I mean, I have uh, I have two kids and, you know, some of the moms at the school when I do we pick up and drop off are always asking me, OK, so how's business? How is you doing? I see you're super busy. Um, I would love to get into real estate. Do you have an hour so, um, for us to grab coffee and talk about our, the business? And I think it, a lot of people just don't understand the level of work, right? Mm. Because we're an entrepreneur, we're a business owner. So while you know, you're know you servicing your clients and you have a great book of business mm. and you still have to do market expansion and you have to do public relations and you also have to do um, you know all the other social media right. aspects that you said. So you're wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. And so I feel like these are the only small business uh, businesses because we are our own entities, right? Mm-hmm. We had Nikki here from Compass, but individually mm-hmm. we are own our own companies totally. um, within the Compass brand. But I feel like a lot of people just don't understand that. Like this is the only business where we wear so many hats and a lot of people just don't know how to delegate. Mm. Um, more so when someone's starting their career as a realtor or what have you, right? If you want to you wanna get out of that cubicle and you mm-hmm. want to start your own business and you want to be an entrepreneur and you want this life um, and they're saying, I don't have any money to invest into my company. So I have to do it all. Mm-hmm. So what is your advice to someone that's there? I think it's a I think it's a wonderful question. Part of in addition to being a strategist and in addition to speaking, I also have a successful podcast that we've had the opportunity to now interview 140 some odd entrepreneurs and very successful business owners. And I asked this very question, you know, how did you start out and how did you how were you able to scale? And I think the very beginning, if someone's listening or watching this saying, how do I get out of that cubicle? I know I have to wear a lot of hats. The first thing that I would start out with is saying what kind of money do you have in the bank? Can you rely on your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend to help you to help support you? I know that when I made the transition, I had money saved, but I also had a girlfriend at the time that was saying, let's go after your passion. Let's go after your dreams. I'll help support this in the beginning. So I think having that support system and that financial support system is important. I also think that it's important to have realistic expectations so you nailed you nailed 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 it on the head when you said, "Well, people come up to you and say, I want to be a real estate broker and agent because it looks sexy and what you guys do.' I don't know about sexy. <laughs> well, all these sexy. TV shows and yeah. it's supposed to be easy and everything else. Like, my mentor told me a long time ago when I first got started, he goes, "Embrace the process," and I didn't know what that meant. But as you get into the process, get you get into the entrepreneurial process, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. You're going right. to you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to quit again. Yeah. 
the thing I think that keeps all of us that have been successful moving in the right direction is that if I don't do, if I don't continue to do what I'm doing, I don't get a chance to serve the planet at a higher level. Right. Like that's my purpose. It's not about yes, making money is great and having a platform is great, but at the end of the day, without sounding too deep, without getting too deep, I know that when I meet my maker at the end, it's going to be two people and it's going to be God and it's going to be the best version of myself standing next to God. And oh, that wow. best that best that. version is going to say, awesome. "Did you do everything that we asked of you to do. I know that sounds a little bit deep. That's how I think. And but you're practicing your dogma, right? Totally. Your purpose in life. That's what you're serving. You're Absolutely. not that whole big why thing because it's more so like, what am I doing that makes me happy? Exactly. Right. And I think like for the most part, everybody watches me on social media and they see me at an event. I'm on a panel speaking and advocating, but they don't see the Carla that puts on sandals and is cleaning a property or is meeting contractors to get mm. painting uh, quotes or getting uh, staging quotes or is, you know, running around putting the last minute things for an open house. Or as my client said, wait a minute, you're going to show up to the property and do my bed. I'm like, I will make your bed because we have a showing in an hour and I need you to be ready. And those are the things we have to do. Those are not the fancy glamour shot, you know, coming to an event and meeting and expanding my network. That's the real work, the behind the scenes stuff or like pulling comps for properties, right? For clients and you have one or two or three, and then you have agents who are calling you. So it does burnt you out. Yeah. And I do appreciate the advice of the expansion, right? Because yeah. you need to delegate. And right. some of us are who are control freaks. <laughs> um, it's really hard for us because we're like, I might as well do it ourselves. And then it, there's that other wall that is finding talent. I mean, I think there's a generational like issue here when it comes to finding talent. Um, you know, like I hold myself accountable. And the reason why I can hold people accountable to what they said they'd do is because I do it myself right. and no one cannot work me pretty yeah. much. But how do you how do you how do you interview people or how do you find that talent? Well, I think it starts with your core, it starts with your core, it starts with, you know, I just, literally just had this conversation with one of my business owner clients yesterday. He's like, well, I want to hire someone to fit this position. I said, well, and I want to make sure that when he or she comes on, that they add value to the team. And I said, well, before that, what is your what's the what's the core value here? What, where you know, when someone steps into your world, they should. I mean, at the end of the day, you're interviewing them just as much as they are interviewing you. So, what is that core environment that you want to create? Are you accepting negativity? Do you accept positive? Like, like, what is the thing, the culture that you're trying to create? And it all starts from the business leader. It all starts with the top. And I think hiring the right talent, you have to set that expectation. Yeah, no, for sure. You and have I, to set that. And it's an extension of your business and, and an extension of your brand and your business model, right? We right. pride ourselves in saying we give clients the kind of customer service we expect for ourselves. That means like... I don't, some people are like, did you let the phone ring? I'm like, no, it's, you know, sending like, Hey, how can I help you? Um, but that means that you're, you're wearing a lot of hats and you're always being responsive to your client. Cause obviously that's what's closest to the money, closest to what, why you're here, why you're doing the things that you're doing mm-hmm. earlier today. I asked you for three takeaways. What were three things that you'd like to, um, share with our audience today that could actually help them grow their business? I think number one, it starts with thinking bigger. I think all of us can can think bigger about our goals and about our dreams. When you have a bigger carrot, you're more motivated to get up every day. When you set a goal to grow your business by 5% or 10%, it doesn't excite you. When you want to grow your business by seven figures or more, that's the holy crap moment, what I call it. And when you have the holy crap moment, that's either going to do one of two things. It's either going to deter you or motivate you. 
Second thing is have a plan, have a system. I can't get, I can't get over how many people I talk to business owners that have been in business for a while that they let the day control them versus them controlling the day. So have barriers around your time. Your time is money. And if you spend it all day doing frivolous things, that's the kind of money and lifestyle and business you're going to create. And I think, and I think third at the end of the day is to really, really, yes, focus on serving, but also do focus on the money. I think so many times we can talk about dating or weight loss or anything else, but when it comes to money, it becomes taboo. And I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with having this goal of I want to make X amount of dollars because I believe money money creates choices. Money creates freedom. You know, got, just listened to a friend yesterday, a friend of hers, her best friend. She was married, great, nice job. Her husband was, was had a nice job. They were trying to have kids, went through four years of IVF, didn't have kids. Finally, oh, wow. they have twins. <laughs> Nine, the twins are born 90 days early, so oh, they go no. in the NICU. <clears throat> NICU is $11,000 per day. Wow. They barely have insurance. The husband dies the week later. Shut up. Oh, oh my later. God, are you serious? Right? Without bringing this whole <laughs> thing down, right? You right? just put a twist uh, in this whole conversation. I, 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 but, but it's all about, so she, they didn't have any life insurance. They didn't have a will. They didn't have anything set up. So now everybody's trying to support this woman. With a GoFundMe page. Oh wow! And I'm not saying that this necessarily could have been alleviated if she would have thought about money more. But if they would have had a plan, maybe it would have. Yeah. And now she's almost destitute. Wow. Like in a matter of seconds. So it could happen to all of us, right? Yeah. So that's why I believe in we're on this earth for a very finite amount of time. If we can create the best versions of ourselves and impact the world at a higher level. I think we're doing everybody a, uh, a service. In agreement. I mean, we're that. a capitalist society, right, Tammy? Yeah. yeah. No, we live I in an economic it. planet. <laughs> we live in an economic planet, you know, so. Do we have time for one more quick question? Go ahead. Do you, what, um, I want to know what your like all-time favorite coaching experience has been with a client. Yeah, really quickly is uh, started work with, with uh, someone that other people in this room know, um, started working with him and he was doing, you know. Is it Joel? <laughs> no, it's not Joel. Friend of Joel's. Joel knows him. Um, started working with him, and in a, in a relatively short period of time, we helped take his business to get his business on the Inc. 5000 list of wow. one of the fastest growing companies in the country. No names mentioned because we like to know names. We know we like names. Yeah. Uh, Justin Farah, BJ Construction. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So he's a general contractor, and um, so we started to work together, and we were able to help him scale his business, grow his team think differently about his business as a business owner. So that's probably my Awesome. My well done, my friend. Well, well done. You. That's great. Thank I mean, you. and where, where can we go to find you or where can listeners of yours go to find you? Yeah. Brand new book just came out today. It's a literally, Congratulations. Thank you. yeah, it's a blueprint of helping any business owner go from literally where they're at to seven and multiple seven figures. What's it called? Blueprintplaybook.com. I'm writing it down. Did you bring us a copy? It's heavy. Oh, it's, it's heavy. so it's, fresh. Okay. <laughs> it's only downloadable. It's coming. It's only downloadable. You know me. I'm always asking for the giveaways. Always the giveaways. The swag. Yeah. Blueprintplaybook.com. Blueprintplaybook.com. And if you have any listeners that are business owners and entrepreneurs that want to get to the next level, but they don't, they feel a little bit stuck, go to uh, 60minutebreakthrough.com and... Um, it's a it's a basically a free session with me to help them get to the next level. Nice. Sixteen yeah. minute breakthrough.com. Okay, I think I'll put those in the comments under the video maybe so people can go in and click if they wanna follow up. 
Awesome. Thank yeah. you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah. And this, is, this awesome. is great advice for like not just the realtors <laughs> and, and and lenders, right? Or business on it's just everybody who wants to build a business and and, and be successful at it. Because I think for the most part, you could be a grocery owner, mm. a grocery store owner, you could be a gym owner, and it's always gonna be the same thing. I mean, you've built an amazing business, Joel. I posted about having an open house and at 860 West. Blackhawk, and you said you had how many buyers or uh, clients in that building? Well, when I looked up that address, what I was able to do is see how many people had actually closed with us in that building. And there were 49 or 59 or even 69 different transactions. And that's the idea where doing it for so long, uh, it gives you a little bit of a leg up when you're uh, going into those types of buildings. But it's great, right? Because you want to be, you want to work with someone that knows the business, that has the experience and knows the intricacies of the various buildings, right? Because financing and you have to get approved as a borrower and then the building has to get approved. And so just knowing the ins and out of the association, the condo docs and bylaws, you can anticipate some problems and be able to work around it. 90% of buyers do it wrong. They call around and they say, hi, what are your rates? What are your rates? Oh, what are your rates? And that's okay. Rates are great, but that's not 90% of the mortgage. There's a lot more things that go into it than just that. So having the knowledge about the buildings, the locations, and just the personalities. Most of the agents throughout the city know me and our company, and it'll allow you to get into transactions a lot easier. You don't have to be the top bid on a lot of transactions. Just because you have a pre-approval letter with a strong name behind it, it goes a long way. That's part of like the think big. We also have another guest who yeah. actually went bigger than bigger, right? Because he was already boss. How are you? And welcome back. An official I'm good. squad. Thanks, yeah. Carla. It's good to be back. <laughs> Want to introduce your guest? Is he a guest? Oh, he, my God. He needs no introduction. Uh, <laughs> guest, friend. How Tell everybody you? who you are, what you've been up to, and we're having you here today. We want to talk about the book. Awesome. Uh, my name is Colin Egglesfield. Chicago native, have Yay. lived in New York, Los Angeles. I've been back here in Chicago for about a year now. And uh, my primary focus has been real estate. How's it going? Did you finish your flip? Uh, so I've got a six unit that I'm two weeks away from being done with. Oh, awesome. And I've got a flip up in Irving Park that I'm about to start on. And this is the cutest story, right? Because he's doing this with his mother. Can yes. you tell us a little bit more about the craziness that went through with uh, with your project? I heard about it about two, three months ago. And, you know, everybody just thinks it's like, what? It's like ramen soup, right? I want oh, yeah. to start I mean, and then you have like... Yeah, just turn on HGTV and I mean, that's <laughs> how it works, right? Uh, wrong. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so my mom is my real estate partner. Uh, we've actually got a refi tomorrow. So I was on the phone with her earlier. And it's funny because she lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And so, you know, we're, we're FaceTiming and, yes. and calling each other. Can your mom fire you though? Like, I really want to know this. No, but she's, a, she's a badass. She was like, <laughs> okay, if, if I need to get on that phone to like talk to anyone, you just let me know if I need to like, you know, oh, expedite <laughs> anything. I'm like, all right, I'll let you know, mom. That's awesome. Everybody yeah. thinks that seriously flipping is easy. I'm in the middle of the craziness. And um, I just acquired a property and we're in the demolition. Like, seriously, I always walk around and I feel like I have like dust in my hair and like my face is padded with like dust. It's just such a gross process. Have you found anything interesting or not out yet. of the ordinary? Do not speak it into existence. I'm very blessed. I mean, I like seriously, I don't know. Like when I and this is going to sound really weird. So the owner of the home was a nun. 
And the day of final walkthrough, and I know we're shifting a little bit, but I got to share this story Mm -hmm. because it's pretty cool. Um, The day of final walkthrough, I've been able to access the property multiple times to check the sewer, to check, um, you know, the water, all these things, right? We have multiple inspections, multiple contractors come in and give us bids. And then the last day as I'm doing my final walkthrough, I can't access the property. And I asked the realtor for the code. It's a sentry lockbox. And I said, can I get a one day code? Mm -hmm. And the, the realtor was like, no. And so I called the managing broker. No one was responding. And I said, why can't I access this property? Are you hiding something, right? God so I'm like freaking out at this point because the, the closing is at 10 a.m. the next day and I had a ton of things to do. I wasn't going to go to closing. Um, so this is really weird. But like I prayed and I was like, if this is meant to be mine, please don't let it be mine if there's a problem in here because there's something here I can't see. And I know this is crazy coming from an investor, realtor, <laughs> but literally the home was owned by a, a nun who was like a liberal nun. She never, obviously she was Catholic nun, so she never got married. So she, she didn't live in the convent. She didn't. <laughs> she lived in that building and she had a two flat and um, she lived there. I mean, the bathroom didn't even have a, ki- a, a sink. It was a kind of weird space, had a mm. space heater. Anyway, long story short, it was, I'm super blessed. It's, I mean, it's moving along. And I know our producer, okay. Will, is also doing a, a renovation. So we're full of renovations in the studio. So you, you didn't get into a fight with the nun like Katy Perry did? I did Perry not get did. into it. Because, you know, she Katy Perry away. has been in It was like an estate a... sale. Oh. Okay. So it was her heirs that I was dealing with. And mm. uh, I don't know. The realtor had an emergency, so I couldn't get in. Sorry, Joel. Well, no, time. that's absolutely crazy. <laughs> I mean, especially when you're doing something with your mother, right? You yeah. better be on your game. Oh, my my God, mother used yeah. to say, I brought you into this world. I could take you out. <laughs> yep. I love it. Mom says no. Tell us about this book. Amazing. I mean, you're, I've seen you traveling and I yeah. asked you to come on the show and you're like, well, I'm going to be here and then I'm going to be there. Yeah, but on a I'm book tour, so Carla. Jealous. I mean, that's what you do. I mean, you're coming to Market Overdrive. Don't you, you need have to a book? <laughs> no, actually. I know Joel has like four Joel, or five, right? You wrote a book? Well, this is not what we're talking about today. Oh, okay. Right now, we have somebody that has a great book, Agile Artist. So tell us about where you were at recently. And actually, before we were on air, you were actually talking about something that you're doing, uh, and it's a give back, right? Mm-hmm. What are we doing in the community? Yeah, so the book is called Agile Artist, and it's essentially all about the insights and strategies that I've learned as an actor working in the industry over the past 20 years. Because as actors, we we essentially have to walk into a audition and create the reality for ourselves. So whether it's I'm playing like a, a vampire or a detective or whatever it is, we have to create create whatever scenario we need to to be able to get the job. And we have, you have to be authentic. You've got to be, you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to really just get connected with who this character is oh, wow. and what the role is. So what I've recognized is that the further I got along in my acting career, the more I started to recognize that my relationships became more authentic, more genuine. The more you open up and the more just real you are, the more real connections you start to have with people. And I'm also a cancer survivor. So what helped me get through that mm-hmm. too was... I decided that, you know, much like figuring out what character you need to be for a role, I decided what character do I need to be in order to get through this crazy, scary experience. Oh, wow. And for me, you know, my mom was a big inspiration because I told her after my second diagnosis with cancer, she said, honey, you know, you've got to become a warrior. You've got to put on your armor and go to battle. And as an actor, I was like, ooh, I can do that. But before that, she would say things like, you know, well, this may be too overwhelming for you. And this is, you know, for a lot of people, fear of the unknown can be paralyzing. I mean, sometimes people just don't want to get out of bed because it's, you know, life can be too scary. Or whatever it is you're dealing with and the challenges that life throw at us, 
how do you get through those challenges? What's so amazing here is that we get bought, you know, we get bogged down, right, in real estate and thinking that it's life and death. Mm-hmm. And by picking up this book and actually reading it, what you're realizing is that people really are going through life and death situations and how to deal with them. And I love that analogy. Yeah. You're putting on your armor, and we talk about it in real estate that we're going into battle, but nobody's dying. We're just helping right. folks. And that's what you've made a transition to. And it's yeah. really great. And what I talk about in the book is life is all about perspective. You can look at life from so many different ways you can look at you can focus on the negative or you can focus on what is the solution for this so if you ask yourself creative questions instead of destructive questions so if you ask yourself how can i get through this situation how can i rehab this house how can i find the best why me why did this happen right or Or instead of i'll never be able to you ask yourself how can i right your brain is essentially a supercomputer and it Mm -hmm. will give you the answer for whatever question you pose to it so in, in order to create empowering context for yourself, it's all about coming up with creative, empowering questions. And for me, what I decided was after living across the street from the World Trade Center and seeing people trapped up in those towers oh, wow. and seeing people jump from a thousand feet in the air, I decided, you know what? Life can end in an instant. Yeah. And if you really truly care about something, and for me, it was acting. And I was living in New York City at the time, and the idea of going out to Los Angeles and pursuing a career as an actor was kind of crazy. But the just knowing that if I was trapped up in those towers and I had a second chance at life, what would I want to do? I want to pursue my dream. And that's what I tell everyone. It's all about perspective. Focus on what really inspires you and go after it. Colin, that's amazing. We're short on time, and I really want in the last 60 seconds that we have you. Touch on this give back. What are we doing in the community, please? So at the end of the book, I do talk about my community development down on the south side of yes. Chicago. Uh, I had the fortune of meeting a couple of contractors, one of them which right now works with a program called Ready Chicago. It's Ready a Chicago. Chicago Alliance program yes. where it's a 24-month program where guys who are getting out of the criminal justice system are given an opportunity to work on construction sites. I love that. They are provided with a steady salary, and we teach them how to do carpentry and other sorts of trades so that after that 24-month period, they're able to go get jobs for themselves. That's a real Hawkeye right yeah. there. That's awesome. We love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Carla. Oh my gosh, it's always, um, you know, just so cool to see you. And I applaud you for your book. And I'm excited to read it. I know I was supposed to get one and read it, but you know, mm-hmm. life's happens. Life happens. Um, but I really help it. Are you yeah. coming out to our brunch on Sunday? Uh, I got to be in Kansas City here. for a book signing. What? Barnes and Noble, Kansas City, Overland Park. <laughs> See, this is what happens every time I reach out to him. He's always traveling, but it's always, always great to, it's always to, great see, to you. see you too. And uh, I also want to extend an invitation to my upcoming open house. It's going to be a night of color, as we call it, Una Noche de Color. It's going to be at 860 West Blackhawks. Uh, 2406 is the unit. 06 is the unit number. And we're going to have drinks. And we're also doing a giveaway, which is amazing. Um, it's a 12 person private boat party. So come out for a chance to win. Um, and I love to meet with you and you get to see this amazing space. Um, it was designed by the, uh, the owners of Carnival. And so you'll notice that it's very colorful and it's a really fun space. Uh, it's a two bedroom, uh, two bath, uh, condo and it's got amazing views. Uh, it's at the Sona West building and literally it's nine, um, it's floor to ceiling windows. Um, you can see, you can see the views from every room literally. Uh, so, and we have a really cool balcony. So you must come and hang out with us. And that's going to be this Saturday between 6 and 8 p.m. Um, DM me if you want more information about the property. We're also producing a video. So we'll have lots of stuff for it. 
Carla, I love it that you are inviting every single person that comes in the studio to the St. Jude's <laughs> event for right? Sunday. We have to. <laughs> Absolutely. That it's on my calendar. Uh, and we have some St. Jude volunteers here as well as executive experience committee members. Tony has been an integral part uh, or partner through this process. I seriously, I don't know what I would have done. Um, I'm a realtor, right? That's what I do. That's my core business. Mm-hmm. Um, so having events and giving back is really not my forte, but I do align myself with awesome individuals who can get the job done. How are you, Tony? Doing great. How are you doing, Carla? Good. How was uh, celebrating Greg's 30th birthday yesterday? Uh, it, was, it was a blast. Uh, he got to celebrate his 30th birthday a second time. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so you're having a good time too last night. We did. And what I love about going to Tony P's events, and thank you so much for inviting us, inviting the um, Mod Squad and the Market Overdrive team. We were there mingling, right? And the idea is to get ourselves from in the studio out in the field to where we can meet you and we can uh, build connections. So join us. Um, I mean, you have a calendar filled with events. What about that Sunday brunch one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> brunch for a cause, Gibson's Italian, we have over 300 plus people. Uh, all you can eat, all you can drink, nice little uh, Sunday fun day. And also, being Italian, I'm very excited to play bocce ball on the lawn there. That's going to be That was awesome. killer, right? That was a boss awesome And then, uh, you know, having some McLarens there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be just an awesome event overall and, you know, phenomenal people. And very excited to be there. It'd be a nice way to spend a Sunday. And I've heard that initially reservations were capped at 300. Yep. They have just under, like, 297 or something sold as of last night. And so they have expanded that to 350 now, right? Nice. So reservations keep can pushing still it. be made. If you guys want to participate Sunday, that's it's going to be the place to be. It's going to definitely be the place to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you not, how can you go wrong, right? The menu is amazing. The staff and the service is amazing. We're going to have McLaren there for photo opportunities, Insta Moments, uh, and like you said, bocce ball. And then, of course, we got some partners who are donating liquor, and yep. we're going to, not that this is important, but it is fun, and it's Sunday fun day. <laughs> Sunday fun day. We cognac, did I say that right? Cognac? Cognac. Cognac tasting. Pisco yep. sour tasting, and we're going to have the best mimosas and Bloody Marys. And the meal... I mean, caviar. Oh, we got goodness. fish. We it's got. It's going to be so epic. What is it? Lobsters, oysters. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, thank you to the Gibson's Italia group um, because they've done that. Uh, I mean, seriously, right? This is gift. Absolutely. It's so awesome. And so, it's all for St. Jude's. Yes. Yep. 100% of the proceeds is going to the children at St. Jude's. Children's it's all for the children. Yes. Talk about spaces, right? Yes. We're all about growing and promoting our businesses in the area of Chicago. And today we have a business professional who's going to talk about a new space and a new way for you as an entrepreneur to work. Drum roll. Yeah, yeah we got uh, my buddy uh, and partner, uh, John Wallace here from... Uh, See, that's what happens when you party until midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To party till. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's from uh, from Workbox, but uh, yeah, no, we uh, yeah we had a late night last night. Yeah, good we times. It was uh, Greg's 40th birthday. I was there. Yep. <laughs> Not that late. I love because oh, it, yeah. like, it was cozy. Lots I'm, of people. I'm newly familiar with John. John has become like my best friend now out of nowhere because <laughs> some of you guys know I am a member of Fem City, uh, one of whose uh, hubs is here in Chicago and has tons and tons of women. Uh, amazing women in business as a part of it. And I had the honor of being the um, the event uh, space 
uh, host for the the year of 2019, my company switched their buildings. Suddenly, all these women who meet every month for their really awesome masterminds had nowhere to meet. And I reached out to Tony P, who everybody knows is such an amazing connector and literally knows every single human in Chicago. And uh, and he put put me in touch with this gentleman, this fine gentleman, um, John Wallace, who now has extended the space. We're going to go more into to the space itself and hear about that from you guys. I just want to say the space, in my opinion, is absolutely amazing. Um, I, I love it, and I'm super excited to, to be getting to participate there. Um, yeah, tell me first, what is it that you guys are looking to accomplish? Well, what's the name of the, the space? Workbox. Workbox, yeah, yep. We're at 420 North Wabash. Okay. Um, we just opened up about six weeks ago. And then so really excited. what are you guys looking to accomplish with this space? I know this is a new, different kind of thing. So tell us about it. Yeah. So we, uh, we looked at the co-working space and we saw that, you know, a lot of companies try to differentiate on real estate amenities. Um, but as an entrepreneur, you need a lot more. Um, so we really started this business because we thought that we could provide more services than just, you know, spe- uh, amenities, uh, flavored water, baristas, Things like that. We thought that if we provided real services like capital introductions, service uh, service providers, uh, an educational element, that we could um, help uh, new businesses be successful. Awesome. That yeah, I mean that sounds good to me. Um, yeah. What is the space like right now as far as who's participating? What are your your current members like? Yeah, so we're looking only to recruit uh, local decision makers, so founders, CEOs, uh, people who want to grow their business. Um, so we want all the decision makers in there right now. Um, and we feel like if we create a group of local decision makers that, um, you know, will create an ecosystem of problem solving and, um, just a good nucleus of, of businesses in the, in the, in the building. Perfect. And so then who would your ideal, member be if somebody's listening right now and they're like "Ooh, that sounds interesting by the way this this building is located like on the red line like in the premier location but who who would this uh, space be for so if you're a local business and you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to scale um we want you in our space um what we can offer you is one-on-one access to the best venture capital um angel investors uh specialty debt providers in the city as well as a whole list of service groups um that provide services from financial to accounting to technology to recruiting, uh, as well as educational groups. So, um, you know, if you need resources with a university or mentors that have actually done this before, um, that's what we provide. Um, so it's a, it's a much more intimate setting than some of our competitors. Um, we're trying to provide something that's going to give them the ability to grow their business. So, John, you're saying this is not like a members kind of um, location where people come in and they network and they want to be there just because they can network. Say, for example, right, Soho House, and we can yeah. go there for a membership. You get to go to the gym, you're at the pool, and you get to network. This is more so of like, how can we help you grow your business and actually provide you with resources or connect you? Because not everybody has a Tony. That's right. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tony's been a great addition. Um, no, we want... Uh, so- oh, man. Tony's there. I'm not going. <laughs> We, we found that, um, you know, uh, serious companies want to be around other serious companies. Um, so we started, um, my, uh, co-founder and me, uh, graduated from the University of Chicago. Uh, so our initial uh, member base was, uh, some great companies out of the University of Chicago. Uh, we're really proud of that, uh, doing everything from digital imaging for breast cancer treatments, um, to a company that's doing, um, video introductions for, uh, venture capital for celebrities, um, to a company doing lending to cannabis companies. Um, so we've got wow. a whole, uh, spectrum of different companies. Yeah. Um, 
all of them are in the kind of pre-seed, seed, and series A life cycle. Um, but we find that there's a lot of benefit from uh, having a lot of different industries in there. Um, but everyone's in there because they want to grow. I think that's amazing. And where, where can somebody go if they want to find out more or if they want to come by and see the space or whatever? Yeah, so our website is uh, www.workboxcompany.com. Um, I'm founder. You can always email me at uh, john.wallace at workboxcompany.com. And if they want to give me a call, they can always call me at uh, 312-632-0240. Oh, you pulled out the cell. Yeah, yeah. And also there's uh, you know the Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and then uh, one of the coolest addresses in the city at uh, 420 North Wabash. So it's just kitty corner from the Trump building there. So it's right in the heart of River North and uh, just block away from the Grand uh, um Red Line Station, so it's easy to get to. Absolutely. I think this is really exciting that we have this in Chicago. We need something like this. That's great. Thank you. Yes, it's it, definitely different, right? So it's not just like the fun party space. It's more so like serious, yeah. st- strategic ways to grow your business. Yeah. Today's been an amazing show. I mean, talk about real estate, how to find a gem, how to create a gem more so, and then also how to think big. And, and we got uh, the handsome Colin in here talking about Someone who's actually is living big and writing his own book, going from being a realtor to a real real estate developer to then now writing his book. So great information, and you can find all this information. Um, if you if you have a, actually, if you want more information, you can DM me uh, or email me at carla at marketoverdrive.com. And of course, you know you can always call me at three one two four nine eight eight four seven three. We love providing you with information that you're actually going to need. So if you're out there as a realtor, want to become a realtor, or want to become a lender or want to invest in real estate, we are the space for you. Um, we have all the resources. And like I said, I got Tony. Tony's always on my side, right, Tony? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so I also want to make sure to add for Workbox, um, the next event going to be there is going to be uh, Tuesday, August 27th. It's going to be a Voice of Blockchain uh, networking event panel discussion. So anybody who's interested in that uh, can definitely come check it out, see the space, and meet us all there. Love it. Thank you, Tony. And I had a blast last night and the, the space was filled. There were so many people, so many things going on in Chicago. So, Joel, um, we'd like to end the show with just inviting people to come out and spend some money, right? Uh, enjoy yourselves, build your business, network. It's all about giving back. It really is. I, you see me every single episode. We talk about giver's gain and how can you actually grow your own business and be part of something? It's giving back. And it could be something as small as going to one of these events. It's not just about the money that you donate. You're also really connecting with a vibrant community in the city of Chicago. There's so many folks that are out there that are truly networking and doing it right. And I can't praise you enough, Carla. You're a rock star. <laughs> and for you to know what's going on in the scene, we brought you Mr. Ken Monroe. How are you? Hi, Carla. Hey, handsome. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> always asking me, who's that gentleman? And why was he not telling you to be ready when he shot your video? Who's that? What? Everybody. All my girlfriends are like, oh my God, Ken, really? Which one are you talking about? For those uh, Land and Land. Ah, the video. Oh, Did you see? Okay. <laughs> it was everybody's favorite video. I guess everyone loves their property. Hold on your skirt while yeah. the video was on. Is that what Windy, about? What can I, I say? That was a different a video. <laughs> so tell us what's going on in the scene. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, the Jazz Festival, Chicago Jazz Festival. So it's about 10 days, but there's really only four days that everybody really recognizes. That's going on. It starts uh, on the uh, 1st of September. And uh, we've got the Bucktown Arts Festival. Uh, it's going to start as well. That's two days and 11 to 7 p.m. It's at uh, Holstein Park. 
I uh, love Chicago in the summer. So much to do. It's been going for 30 years, and so it's like one of the better places to actually buy art as far as all these art festivals and so on. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, so if you're really into looking to populate a, a condo or an apartment, right? Um, North Coast Music Festival is next weekend, so right. we're not going to reconvene for another couple of weeks here. So that's in between now and then. That's a big concert at uh, uh, Northern the Island. And then, of course, the Greek Fest. Is this no week. reason to be bored in the summer. Right. It's summertime, and that's what I love having about having uh, Ken tell us the different things that are actually happening. Because so often you go through the summer and you realize, I missed that. That's yeah, what's actually know. coming up. So well, you're, you're, so Greek you're Festival is super cool. It's also yeah. 30 years running now. And so I figured that I'd go find somebody. The only guy more Greek <laughs> than this guy is maybe Zorba. By like a hair. <laughs> like a hair but he can't right? dance as well as I can. <laughs> Does he even need an introduction? Absolutely not. But I'll do it anyway. So my good friend Luke Canellis. Good to see you, Ken. Carla, guys, thank you. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. So you rushed from the news to here. I ran right from the newscast. We We got off the news at six and I bolted over here to the uh, 303. So love the love. Great to be around. So Lou's an iconic member of the Greek community. And I thought it'd be great to have him tell us a little bit more about Greek festival. Because when you, if you walk the streets over there during the festival. So Lou's going to be there (laughs) and he's going to walk with us and he's going to be partying with everybody. Is that what you're saying? I actually wish I was there all weekend, but you know, the Bears are playing this weekend at Indy, so I have to go to Indianapolis tomorrow, and then the game is Saturday night. So unfortunately, and it kills me because I'd like to be there all three days, I'll miss the first two days of Greek Fest, but Sunday's a great day at Greek Fest. Weather's supposed to be terrific all weekend long, and as Ken just said, you know, it's a 30-year anniversary of Taste of Greek Town, and Greek Town as we know it today, which is on Halstead between Van Buren, and you can go almost as far north as Randolph. Um, that's been around since the late 60s. Greektown originally started in the South Loop, then went further west, and once they built the Eisenhower Expressway, the Greeks said, well, you can't kick us out. So we're moving further north. Right. So they move further north to Van Buren. And they increase the prices. So exactly. try buying a condo around there now. I was going to say it's unbelievable over there. And unfortunately, it's meant the closing of a number of different Greek restaurants. Really? And I'd hate to see Greek town go away. Because, guys, listen, I grew up in Greek town. I'm really? 100% Greek. I grew up with two brothers, three boys in the family. Dad and mom would take us to Greek town every Sunday for family dinner and we'd go to either Rodidis or Parthenon or Greek Islands which is a, has been around 48 years so this is you know this is the fabric of Luke Ellis and I hate to see restaurants continue to move and go out of business because of the the real estate prices as you mentioned Carla but it's the reality of what's happening now it is the on the, in the West Loop. Yeah. Shout out to my friend, uh, Eddie over at Athena's. Love you. And I've been meaning to go say hi to Nazi. I, I support all businesses. Um, uh, but I do love Greek food. I mean, it's amazing and it's the best place to celebrate. So what it's all weekend then? It's all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So there'll be Greek music. Um, also the Trip and Billies, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. are playing on Friday, 16 Candles on Saturdays. <laughs> so on Saturday, because, you know, not only do Greeks go to taste of Greek town, I mean, Hundreds of non-Greeks I'll be there Saturday. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about a substantial, we're talking about thousands, a couple hundred thousand people that'll be there over the weekend. So, uh, 
they've done a great job with Taste of Greek Town over the years, and uh, there's some fine restaurants. I mentioned Greek Islands that's been around 48 years. Spectrum does a great job. One would not expect Spectrum to have great food. I think Spectrum has terrific food. Spectrum's on the east side of Halstead Street. Athena, as you mentioned, is out there as well. Uh, as well. And Nine Mooses, which, you know, growing up, if anyone knows anything about fun Greek music, Nine Mooses has been an institution <laughs> there. And not only does it have decent Greek food, it's not known for its Greek food. Uh-oh. It's known for going and drinking and getting crazy and dancing Greek. <laughs> and that's what you can expect at Greek Fest. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'll be there on Sunday night when I, I get back it. from Indianapolis. So Speaking he- of great, great Greek restaurants, so tell us a little bit about uh, so Lincoln Park, obviously, but there's a new one coming, right? Yeah, we opened up uh, my Greek restaurant is called Avli. Avli's in Lincoln Park on the corner of Wrightwood and Wayne. We've been open since November 2nd, and the neighborhood has embraced us to the nth degree. It has been truly mar- remarkable. And I've, I've been in the restaurant business since 1994. I owned Hunk Club on the corner of State and Maple. So I know success, and I haven't been part of all successes. I've had been part of a failure as well. And the the restaurant has just gone terrifically so far. Um, it's contemporary Greek. I tell people, if you're looking for your Yaya or Papu's Greek restaurant, we're not the spot. We're not playing Greek music. We're playing Swedish House Mafia and Calvin Harris. <laughs> the decor is cool. It makes you feel fun. It's about ambiance, and it's about contemporary Greek food. Our consulting chef is from Melbourne, Australia. Why Melbourne? More Greeks live in Melbourne, Australia than anywhere in the world except for Athens. After World War II, the Greeks migrated to Ellis Island, New York, and Melbourne. So we have some created Greek dishes on the menu, along with your traditional, you know, chicken shish kebab, moussaka, uh, lamb chops. And now we're building our second location in River North on the corner of Wells wow, and Huron. Wow, look at you. You're so we'll be opening over. up at the end of September of Lee River North. What do I need to eat there? Give me something. Somebody that is from outside of the community. I'm going to go in there, and what's the thing that I have to get? All right, so I've got two for you. Okay. If you come with, if you come to Lake Lincoln yeah. Park, okay, or if you go to River North as well. You've got to try the Saganaki because the Saganaki, Chicagoans, Chicago Greek town started Saganaki with putting the cheese on fire. Only happens in Chicago, started at the Parthenon. We do it differently. We take the flavor of the cheese and we cover it with honey and figs. It's absolutely phenomenal. You've got to have the lamb chops. You've got to have our moussaka, which typically moussaka is made with ground beef. We make it old school Greek with lamb shoulder. You so if Carl? you like lamb, yes, I love, you'll love lamb. It. It's and my favorite. You I'm obviously hungry. can get like a lamb, I'm lamb chops. <laughs> you you I should have we come in have with food. It. Exactly. I didn't know everyone that. was going to be hungry. Ken, and it's a wrap. Ken, you're my producer. Set me up. Next time, Seriously. tell me to bring food. You're the worst, Ken. But that means that we have to go and try it. Joel, would you take my invitation? We should go check it out. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. I've heard good things about that restaurant. Thank you. I didn't know that you have a second location coming up. So everyone that's listening, let's make sure we go out and support for sure. Yeah. Love it. Think big and you're doing great things. And one of the things that you mentioned was that you have had failures, right? And I love people who are authentic yeah. and sharing that because it just shows that we're all human. We're all just trying to make it. We are all trying to make it. And you know what? <laughs> To appreciate success, you have to fail. Exactly. Love that. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you and sharing this space. I really, really appreciate you coming out and sharing that. Ken, as always, thank you for keeping us hip and cool and in the know, in the scene, as you call it. 
In the scene, on the scene. If you're, on the scene. If you're on the scene, you're in the scene. Oh, I so. love it. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Thank gentlemen. you, Carla. <laughs> so, Joel, lots of stuff going on. I know you're going to be busy. You're going to be on the water this weekend as well. We will. I, I will say that as Lou leaves. That was the final word. We did it. We said it all. We went through a great show today. You're like, and- <sighs> Well, it was action-packed, and I think the people that were actually tuned in really got something out of it. And so, before we go, I always want to remind you guys, there's three things. You can like us on our Facebook page, you can follow us on Instagram, and you can subscribe on our YouTube channel. We are Market Overdrive 2019 Real Estate IQ. It's going to get raised, guys. Here we go. And there is a fourth thing, Joel. No, what is oh. this? More <laughs> things? That, yeah. I'm old, man. Is it like MySpace, right? <laughs> no, Snapchat, no. I'm just kidding. Um, we are also a podcast that you can listen to on iTunes. See, I know, go. right? A lot of people never go on there and check us out because everything's catalog again, information galore. Yeah. And you can be a novice investor. You can just want you're you could just be intrigued by real estate. We're doing it all between the three of us. There's so much information you can pick our brain. So again, remember, DM us or email me at Carla at marketoverdrive.com and we'll be more than happy to answer your questions. As always, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us and remember to share, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Until next week. Ciao. Ciao. Bye for now.